Welcome to Advancing the Agenda. I'm your host, Michael Abramson. Before we get into today's topic, I want to congratulate two of the candidates who came on Advancing the Agenda. First is Christian Zim. He won the Republican nomination for the U.S. House in the 5th District in Georgia, which is primarily the city of Atlanta. He came on the podcast in episode 41. The second candidate is Jake Evans. Jake made it into the runoff for the 6th District U.S. House race, which is the area northwest of Atlanta, and that runoff date will be Tuesday, June 21st. Jake came on the podcast in episode 19, and I encourage everyone who's voting in the runoff to listen to that episode because it's a great way to learn about Jake and his views on the issues. Our topic today is Republican unity after the primaries, and it simply means that Republicans need to get behind the nominees that were chosen. And the first part of this is obvious. These Republicans need to go out and vote for the Republican candidates. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. They have to donate, volunteer, such as working the telephones and knocking on doors, and then they just have to informally persuade their friends about why they support the Republican nominee. And this could be through everyday conversations, or it could be through social media like Facebook and Twitter or Truth Social. All 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives are up for re-election. 36 seats in the Senate will be decided. That's 34 regular elections and two special elections, one to fill the seat held by vice, formerly held by Vice President Kamala Harris and one held by James Inhofe of Oklahoma, a Republican who is resigning. 36 governor races will be decided. And of course, we have state congressmen, state senators, and local elections that will be decided. And as we've seen, these local elections can be very important when we talk about things such as school boards and district attorney's offices, because we see that prosecutors are so important in keeping criminals off the street. Ultimately, all of these elections come down to a simple question of math. And that is, will the Republican candidate have more votes than the Democrat candidate? And this analysis applies to all of the races, but let's look, for example, to Georgia. In Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp will be having a rematch with Stacey Abrams. They faced each other in 2018, and in that election, Brian Kemp won the the election by 54,000 723 votes. In this year's Republican primary, 316,057 Republican voters voted for a Republican candidate besides Brian Kemp. So 17.3% of Republican voters did not support Brian Kemp. If the 2022 general election follow the same pattern as the 2018 general election, and the tallies are just as close, let's assume those 316,057 Republican voters decide not to vote. They say to themselves, you know what? We don't like Brian Kemp. We're going to take a stand. We're not going to vote in the election. Well, the result, if it follows the 2018 pattern, is is that Stacey Abrams would be the next governor of Georgia and she would have won the election 
by 261,334 votes if those non-Kemp voters from the Republican primary do not vote for Kemp in the general election. So we're left with a situation where those Republican voters are really going to have to decide what they want. Do they want a Republican governor, Brian Kemp, or do they want a Democrat governor, Stacey Abrams? And when they make this decision, I, I suggest that they're going to have to take a motion out of it. They're going to have to look at what they didn't like about Brian Kemp, those negatives, and balance them against the negatives that they think Stacey Abrams would bring to the governorship. And if the negatives that Stacey Abrams brings outweigh the negatives that they see for Brian Kemp, they have to vote for Brian Kemp to keep Stacey Abrams out of office. And of course, they'll also have to concede that Brian Kemp did many positive things, which they liked, but were not reason, but were not reason enough for them to vote for him during the general election. Let's look specifically at the consent decree which was signed in March 2020 during the Kemp administration. I won't go into detail here about the consent decree, but for listeners who want to learn more about it, I've linked to one of my articles from Newsmax.com, which discusses the consent decree in detail, along with the new Georgia law on voting. If we look specifically at this issue, Republican voters might be upset that the consent decree changed the way that signatures on absentee ballots are verified. Legitimate concern. But they would have to balance that against what Stacey Abrams wants to do in elections. In 2018, Stacey Abrams stated that documented and undocumented individuals should be allowed to vote. So these Republican voters who want to vote against Kemp need to think about whether they want a Republican governor under whom a consent decree was issued, or do they want to vote for Stacey Abrams, who would allow undocumented individuals to vote in Georgia's elections? I contend that for Republican voters, this decision would be quite simple, and that decision would be to vote for and support Governor Brian Kemp. Because having undocumented individuals vote is a much worse policy outcome, and Stacey Abrams would bring other policies which these Republicans wouldn't like. And this is the type of analysis that Republican voters throughout the country are going to have to go through when their candidate lost during the primary. Rush Limbaugh, on several occasions, talked about the phenomenon of Republican voters not showing up in the general election. And one of the analogies and stories that he talked about the most was Republicans with Bill Clinton. And these Republicans didn't want George H.W. Bush or Bob Dole to be the nominee. And they thought to themselves, well, if Bill Clinton wins, it will teach these Republicans to vote for better candidates. The obvious problem for these Republicans who didn't support the Republican nominee is that Bill Clinton won the election not once, but twice. He was president for eight years, had a profound effect on America's domestic policies, and of course, international policies as well. Republicans would have been much better off with a Republican president 
and tried to work with the Republican president to get the Republican ideas across, which they favored. In essence, it goes back to the old expression of don't cut off your nose to spite your face. In these instances, it would mean don't sit out the election due to a few policy differences with the Republican nominee, and in the long run, have major policy differences with the Democrat who wins the election. To conclude this podcast, I want to go back to the Georgia primaries and the night of the election. Former Senator David Perdue gave a concession speech in which he stated that he will be supporting Governor Kemp in his re-election bid against Stacey Abrams, and Senator Perdue encouraged his supporters to support Governor Kemp in the general election as well. It was a great speech, and I've linked to it in the podcast description. It runs a little over three minutes, and I encourage podcast listeners to listen to it. In the speech, Senator Perdue discussed many of the themes that I've touched upon in this podcast, but hearing it from Senator Perdue is important for two reasons. First, it comes from the losing candidate in the primary. After all the time and energy that Senator Perdue put into the race, and surely all of the disappointment that he had at that moment, he knew how important it was to support Governor Kemp. If Senator Perdue can put all of that behind him to support Governor Kemp, certainly Senator Perdue's supporters can do the same. Second, Senator Perdue has served in government. He knows the Democrats' agenda and objectives, and he knows the importance of stopping them. The lessons from Senator Perdue's speech applies throughout the nation. Let's hope Republicans rally together and support their nominee in the November general elections. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Advancing the Agenda.